and welcome to the What the What podcast. Yeah. 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 Look, yeah. That's what I'm talking about there. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Creech, and joining me today, now that he has finished recruiting five teenagers with attitude, Kyle Whitley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you recruiting the five teenagers for, for attitude? Are they going to defend your house or something or wash your car? <laughs> Probably cook some dinner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's easier on me. It's easier on Erica. Like, if they're angry about it, they'll get it done faster. It probably won't be as good. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, maybe that's good. Five teenagers that attitude can clean my car or clean my house. While they complain. And I won't take their <laughs> lip. They, they and I'm going to tell them, I ain't taking no lip. You get uh, to work. Do this job and do it right. We, we are, uh, we're excited to be back in studio today. Um, a lot of stuff has happened. I mean, we, we recorded one ep- episode last week to yep. kind of get back in the groove for 2020. Iron Man, which came out yesterday. For sure. And uh, we've had a, some great responses to that. One of our first deep dives into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Many, 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 many more dives. To Eventually, I'm going to convince you to, we're going to do deep dives into each season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. once you go back and rewatch them. I don't know if I can do um, that. I think you can. I believe, That's a lot of television. I believe in you. Well, we, I didn't ask you to watch all 60 episodes of Power Rangers, but we're doing a deep dive season into season one. one. Um, you know, I want to do six seasons of Power Rangers eventually, too. So, <laughs> One a year. One a year, exactly. We'll catch up to them eventually. Um, but a lot, you know, Black Widow trailer dropped. Uh, well, not a trailer, but a, a deep, you know, kind of closer in-depth look last night during the National Championship football game. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that. the Morbius trailer. Morbius looks good. And it looks really good. And some interesting connections to the MCU, possibly, with uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture showing up in the trailer mm-hmm. and uh, some posters of Spider-Man being labeled murderer, but mm-hmm. it doesn't appear to be um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It looks like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I didn't notice that. Yeah, um, it looks like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man suit, at least. So I, I, The I, one I saw, and maybe I missed the whole thing, I didn't see a poster. I saw graffiti on a wall. Okay, yeah, I saw the graffiti. Yeah, it That's was, the Spider-Man. It, it was not a poster, it was graffiti. You're, you're correct. Okay. Um, and then tonight, um, this is, you know, for me, uh, the part four and part five of Crisis on Infinite Earths concludes with an episode of Era and Legends of I've got Tomorrow. to catch up on that. Dude, Crisis is incredible. Well, I knew it was going to be big. And I, like, I watch every it's episode of The Flash so usually. So good, man. Somewhere with the holidays I got off, because I'd even started watching Arrow again this mm-hmm. season, knowing it was like final season of final Arrow. Final season, yeah. And it's going to tie into the Crisis of Infinite Earth. Like I was, I was really excited about that, but... Somewhere in the long run, it's I worth going them. back and you know, even if you haven't seen, like, I'm not a Supergirl fan. Mm. I don't. I watch, like Supergirl. But I like Supergirl. I just don't watch the TV show. Mm. Um, I like Flash, but I don't. I don't watch his show. Mm. Um, I like the Legends, and I haven't really watched a lot of their stuff either. See, I just I was um, good for the first season of Legends, and I just kind of fell off. In of terms it. of how well, you know, knowing that they only have like an hour, and mm. really less than that, once you add in commercials, like mm. 42 minutes of screen time, how well they bring in. So many characters, Batwoman, uh, Supergirl, Arrow, um, they so many references mm-hmm. to the outside Arrowverse. They Titans made a mm-hmm. appearance. Uh, Batman uh, from 1966 um, had a little reference with Burt Ward. Hmm. Um, they had a reference to the original Batman movie from 1989. Um, I have to catch up. On the this Birds thing. of Prey show that came out in 2003 got a mm-hmm. quick scene. Um, Constantine, which started on NBC and now he's made a crossover to Legends of Tomorrow. He's mm-hmm. in it. Um, they reference Lucifer, which is a Fox television show. In I mean, 
There's, I mean, it's you gotta just, watch it. Satan's everywhere. I know. There's so much, and I hope again we hadn't even done our spoiler warning, but um, there's so much. Mm-hmm. It's worth just like even if you're not caught up on everything, mm-hmm. to find the first three parts, and then after tonight, the, the last two, just to see how well Smallville. Smallville gets referenced. <laughs> um, I can't wait till we start doing these uh, on YouTube um, just to show how excited Eric gets. He's very like Eric talks with his hands. I talk with my hands like in my lap, but Eric, like if he's talking, his hands are moving. Brandon uh, Ruth uh, or Ralph, um, who was in you know who uh, was Superman Returns in 06, mm-hmm. He's the Adam uh, in the Arrowverse yep. and in Legends. He gets to play Superman again. <laughs> so, I have heard that. Oh my god! I haven't it, watched it. It, but it I have is heard it. so 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 good. So I'm super excited about the, that tonight. Uh, the Jeopardy Greatest of All Time tournament's going on. I mean, I don't know if you've been catching up with that. I'm a big no. Jeopardy guy. Um, you know, I kind of like I just like testing my knowledge against stuff. See, my knowledge for Jeopardy is I may get one question right, so I typically well, stick against to Will these of behemoths here: Brad Rutter, Ken Jennings, and James uh, Holzhauser. I think that's how you pronounce his mm. last name. I mean, they're incredible, and I'm really surprised. Um, going into tonight, uh, they have to win three games to win the tournament. Mm. Uh, they've had three matches, and Ken's won two, James has won one, and Brad Rutter, who's like won the most money all time in Jeopardy through like mm-hmm. tournaments and stuff has not done well. So I'm kind of curious. You to know see why if, he's if, made all that money? He exactly, doesn't. Need he doesn't to do need it. to do well. He's but, like, I'm just here to make an appearance. They're like, paying me to be here. Like Ken Jennings has gone up against him several times and has never beat him until this past mm-hmm. week. So I'm excited to see how that's going to play out. Um, if that if it's going to end tonight or if they're going to have to go to a night five or a night six and it, uh, maybe even games or night seven. I'm more so. of a Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right guy, where I can just look at a screen and guess things. You know, I, I watched Wheel of Knowledge Fort- isn't my deal. I watched Wheel of Fortune the other night. Um, you know, Pat Sajak's out with uh, like some kind of illness or surgery mm-hmm. or something, and Vanna White's the one hosting. And mm-hmm. um, I r- really like Vanna White. Don't get me wrong, but she—you can tell she is not comfortable in the host role. No. I mean, it's just—it's kind of awkward. She's trying very hard because she wants to carry on the legacy. We should have show. her on the show. Um, we we know someone who knows Vanna we White. They're, they're like BFFs. There's a connection. We have a connection there. So maybe um, well, if we're going to do that, I probably should probably like start talking a little nicer about her hosting you abilities. Should. She's going to um, come back and listen. Like I'd love to be on the show. Wait a second. Wait that, a second. That, that jerk, jerk Eric doesn't mm-hmm. need to be on the show. Then I'm like, well, dag on. So. You can't. You're not allowed on the premises. <laughs> Me and Ricky will talk to her. Oh, that, I, do you really want Ricky talking to Vanna White? Ricky has more history in Vanna White than I do. He's probably watched more episodes than I ever have. So, oh man. Anyway, um, so we're we're excited to start. Exploring. The fun thing is, we're not even talking about uh, anything DC. We're not talking about. No, we're not. Jeopardy. I mean, today's episode. We're not talking about any of that stuff. We're not talking about any of those things. We're talking about something completely different. You know, today's episode is. Uh, Harkens all the way back to our childhood. Uh, again, For sure. I mean, because, you know, that's what we do. You here. think of my childhood or our childhood, but yeah. mine, I think about it. This stands in the forefront of one of the major things of my childhood. This was huge. Uh, we are talking about the first season of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's Morphin time, folks. It is Morphin time, folks. Um, this uh, We're excited to start exploring the Power Ranger universe. When I say start exploring, we're doing season one today, but eventually I want to do season two. It, okay. At least, because that's where the White Ranger gets debuted. I know we had a lot of comments about the White Ranger. He doesn't get he doesn't, an adult. he doesn't get introduced until season two. Um, I wanted to eventually get to season six. I don't know if we do all the seasons, but season six is like the the best Power Ranger season ever. Um, that's the one that had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, which was um, not the greatest crossover ever, but it was one of the first. It was one of the first crossovers that we kind of experienced as kids for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
so yeah, but we're just going to do season one today. It's a kind of a departure from how we used to talk about television um, shows mm-hmm. last year, where we would try to do a deep dive, not really a deep dive, but like a broad look. That's too um, much. And there's just so much that we couldn't really give a great... Um, I think we did the best we could giving a broad look at a show, but I really like to get into facts. And you know, I use the term deep dive a lot because I really like to dive in and explore... Um, the That's history. Eric's new word for the season. Yeah, deep dive is my uh, my one word, even though it's two words for 2020. Yeah, that on a shirt for Eric. Um, deep, deep dive, dive. yes. Um, you know, if we ever do get popular enough to have merchandise, that would be great. Deep get dive. you a jersey on the back. Um, deep dive. Deep dive. Um, but I really like to explore um, deeper into television shows and the history behind it and the uh, the culture and how things come together and behind the scenes stuff. And with Power Rangers, you just can't do that when you're exploring the entire breadth of, um, of Power Rangers. So That's true. Season one, uh, we're going to be talking about today, and we are excited to start exploring that universe with this episode. But before we do that, okay, if you haven't already, listener, please subscribe to this podcast. We are on so many platforms, as we discussed last week. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Overcast, Castro, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, and Radio Public. Make sure to search for What the What Media. That's all one word. And please rate and review us. We accept how many stars? Five stars. Just five, the, five, five. Just like the number of Rangers, Rangers on the original team. Oh, I see what you did uh-huh. there. Also, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, WTW underscore media, or join our Facebook group and find us on Instagram at What the What Media, all one word again. And last week we made a mistake. That's I, not the first one, I'm no, sure. No, it's definitely not the first one. Um, we told you to go to youtube.com slash whatwhatmedia. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Well, turns out we don't have a custom URL for YouTube yet. You've got to have a certain number of subscribers and some other stuff. So um, be on the lookout for that. Um, so we'll start sharing that on our social media. And eventually, once we get enough subscribers, then we can get a custom URL, which will probably be what the what media. If as long as one of you don't doesn't go steal, and it. if you go steal it, we will find you. Like uh, I guarantee you, somebody in Romania is gonna be like, "This is my time." They're gonna have to owe me money. Like, yeah, hey, it's a smart idea. Maybe who knows? Our bad, we messed up. So, you're smart enough to go ahead and pay for so, it. Anyway, stay tuned on that. And also, one more thing. One and more. We, thing. we made this request last week. Um, if you like this episode or any of the other 31 episodes of the What the What podcast, or actually, this is episode 31. So any of the other 30. 30. Uh, episodes of the Big What Three Podcast, up. then we are trying to grow the show. We want to get more listeners, and we need your help for that. If you like this show, please uh, share this episode with at least one friend. Tag them. Tag mm-hmm. us. Um, share the episode, and if uh, you end up doing that on social media, we will give you and the person you shared it with a shout-out the next time we record, which will probably be in about two weeks. Be sure when you do that, though, that you do tag your friend, but then you also tag us so that so we, we will can see note. it. Because if you just tag them and we don't see it, then sorry. We There's do have no several of you who, who just shared stuff, but not with a particular person. Yep. So in a way, you're kind of sharing with all of your friends. And we appreciate that. We do really appreciate that because that does get out to a wider audience. But maybe just, you know, if you... Pick some people you know might would like to listen. Listen to us talk same about way, the Power like, Because... I'm not a... a well, I'm not going to like... It's like football. Football is not my thing. So if you shared a podcast about football, like I think that's awesome that people are doing it, and it's definitely needed. 
but I probably wouldn't go listen just because I'm not a football person. But if you shared something specific to me that said, like, "Hey, Kyle, even though you're not a football guy, I think you're really going to enjoy the banter these guys have." Sure, then you I'd might check listen it to it. Right? If you were direct with me like that, then I definitely would probably at least go listen. Kind of how I got into listening to binge mode uh, mm-hmm. and the rewatchables. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, if you could share it with one friend, we would be very appreciative of mm-hmm. your help. And we'll definitely give y'all shout-outs next time we record. Yeah. On today's episode, we are diving into the first season of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Here is a huge spoiler warning for today's episode. It's crazy that the Power Rangers need a spoiler warning. You would think, but better safe than sorry. I mean, I agree. I'm not saying you're wrong. It just throws me off to think that Power Rangers need a spoiler warning. Yeah, definitely. Well, while the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is our primary focus... We may be going, my favorite word again, deep, possibly discussing details from any of the other Power Ranger seasons or other multimedia, taking into account the entire history of the franchise. With that in mind, Kyle, it's morphin' time. You know, originally in, in our script, this is where we were going to spout off all the um, the dinosaurs, you know, Dragonzord, and then we were doing them in order. Mm-hmm. It felt kind of cheesy when I wrote it down, mm-hmm. so... Well, that's what you could have had, folks. That's what you could have had. we would have been, you know, I started out the whole guitar thing. Eric could have been shouting that over top. Mastodon. Yeah, he got to, <laughs> you know. But anyway. But nope, he didn't do it. Didn't do it. Pterodactyl. Did, did, did I? Did Sabretooth Tiger. Triceratops. Ceridosaurus. <laughs> so we're almost there. We're, we're getting there. So anyway, uh, the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is, um, it's an American television series created by Haim Saban and Shuki Levy. Began on August 28, 1993 on the Fox Kids Network. Do you remember Fox Kids? I loved Fox Kids. Fox Kids is so integral to our childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fictional series follows events in the lives of five, later six teenagers with superpowers, who were chosen by the wise sage Zordon to become Power Rangers in order to stop the evil Rita Repulsa from taking over the planet Earth. Um, those five teenagers originally, Jason, Zach, Billy, Trini, Kimberly, and then later on, Tommy Oliver. Uh the first season included 60 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. I've, I've come to find out now that we're doing this type of thing and we go and look back at things from our childhood, there's very few seasons for a lot of shows that I think probably had a giant amount of seasons. But they have a ton but of episodes. Episodes per season is huge. Like a typical like network TV offering is like 22, 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. There might be 24. Um, a lot of our like these kids shows just have like Two seasons, but in those two seasons, you had 70 episodes each. At least. Because I mean, X-Men, and I mean, don't get wrong, X-Men had a ton of seasons. But, yeah, but they, each they had seasons, five seasons. Like, and I guess the same way you're thinking about Power Rangers is it's not so much a, a season, or we're used to seasons now where you get an episode a week. Yeah. Versus a lot of times, especially some of us with Power Rangers just starting out. like You had putting, five episodes a week, Monday yeah, through New Friday. one every day. Like They had to keep you entertained until they could start putting some stuff on repeat. Like, Absolutely. So I get it, but I never thought about that as a kid. I just thought about it was probably a ton of seasons, but it turns out, giant seasons. Um, the first season of um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and actually all the seasons, um, used footage from Super uh, the Super Sentai series mm-hmm. from, from Japan. Um, this one particularly is Kiyoru Sentai Zoo Ranger. Um, and what they would do is take that Japanese footage for the major fight scenes mm-hmm. and then intersperse their own um, scenes for, you know, when they're unmorphed, and they would just dub over the audio during the Japanese mm-hmm. uh, stuff. So um, that's how they would create the show. It's basically on a small budget, a um, little shoestring budget, which we might talk about later in our fun facts. And um, 
that's how they created the magic. That is Power Rangers. They just took Japanese footage mm-hmm. and interspersed like ten minutes of American footage, and there mm-hmm. you go. You got Power Rangers. The funny thing is, is I hadn't thought about it until you just said that. But I remember probably like high school, at least college age, we would go back and joke around about that because. As a child, I, you totally didn't notice that. At least I didn't. I was oblivious to the fact that this wasn't all the same movie or show, you know, all put together. And when the Rangers talk with the outfits on, with the dubs, you know, dubbing over. Mm-hmm. But no matter what language you're speaking, the Rangers talk with their hands a lot like you do. Like me, yeah. I would so as they talk, they, they move their hands all over the place with action and everything else. Uh, you know, spoil a little bit. They put out a movie we'll talk about sometimes here, I think. But they did that. And I remember somebody's, I think maybe it's Billy, who's doing like backflips or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we used to talk about, we in a parking lot talking or be at Walmart and start talking to each other with our hands. And we do like barrel rolls and everything else like across the room. Because we would talk about that. It's like instead of running across the room, you would take 20 seconds to do, you know, five backflips across the room right. instead. I was never good at backflips or cartwheels, but you could fake it until you make it type yes, of deal. definitely. But uh, fun time. Start talking with your hands more, folks. You know, I'm sitting on mine near about right now. But uh, uh, you know, talking about come. that a little bit. Um, I remember the Zord footage. Every time the Dragon Zord, you know, like if he was ever evil or mm-hmm. like he would take that little uh, that pipe, mm-hmm. and he would pick it up and put it in his mouth and crunch it. And they every they did that showed that same scene in so many episodes. And you could tell, sure. you know, exact same scene every time. Like his tail would do the little mm-hmm. spinny thing, and it would just tear through that one law. It's the same scene over yep. and over and over again. But as a kid. Oh no, Dragon's Word's going evil, man. That's I all hope, I care. I, I, didn't I hope care he doesn't about tear up that building again. Yeah. I hope he doesn't eat that little pipe again. Well, he did. I don't. Um, I didn't care a thing about that. And I think there's part of me that probably realized, like, oh, this is it. But I think it was just the, this is the intro. Here they come, and all of a sudden they're going to be there. I didn't ever think about, oh, this is reused footage that's yeah. shown every time. Like every none of that single happened. time, especially like when they call the Zords. That's the same footage every, every time. single time. But it they is jump awesome, into though. the Zords. They might say something different, like in the dub over, mm-hmm. like when they jump, you know, jump into the Zords. But it's the same footage of the Power Rangers jumping in their Zords every time. I think the cool part of that <laughs> is just as a kid seeing something cool like that. You're seeing these dinosaur ranger, or not ranger, but robot type things coming across the screen. You're just mesmerized with that in general that you don't care that you've seen it a billion times. You get excited for that moment. It's one of those moments of the episodes where when it happens, it's not, oh, man, here's the same footage again. It's finally I get to see that part again, you know, yeah, definitely. that type of deal. Well, most episodes follow a typical procedure. Uh, Rita Repulsa would send a monster related to a problem that the Rangers were facing in their real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes if they had like a food drive, she'd send like a really pudgy pig. Yes. Um, the Rangers would then have to devise a plan to defeat the monster, which would usually consist of a battle culminating in the Power Rangers forming the Power Blaster. That's combining all five of their weapons. Or if the monster was made to grow to giant proportions, the Power Rangers calling upon the power of the Dinozords to form the Megazords to defeat the monster. Mm-hmm. And then there's usually a lesson kind of learned um, after you know after the fact uh, at, for the last scene. Um, I remember we talked about um, I don't know what episode it was, but how like. Back then, especially in the early 90s, early mid-90s, TV shows that were made for kids kind of had to teach you things. Mm-hmm. Like there had to be like a life lesson, like a, uh, like, I don't know, like, you know, pollution's bad yeah. or stuff, you know? So, um, anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on this season? Uh, maybe some favorite moments or memories from this season. It's, honestly, a lot of it is, this is, well, obviously it's the first season I ever got into it, but it hit at the perfect age. Uh, for me, uh, what year did you say this came out? 1993. So I was like around five. And so I was already huge in Ninja Turtles. I loved the Ninja Turtles. I still, for me, I like Ninja Turtles more like Power Rangers, but it wasn't a, I like this and I don't like that. It was an, I love everything about this type of deal. 
uh, I was noticing something. I've noticed it before, but it's like every generation or every different like time period of kids goes through something major. Like you know, this is what's popular, so we're going to put this in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninjas were huge back then. Yes, uh, everything. You know, Ninja Turtles started off the big kick, where all of a sudden you had everything being about ninjas. Not sure they were included in other things, GI Joe, other stuff. But Ninja Turtles really hit it off big. Then all of a sudden they bring in Power Rangers. Yep. Uh, and you know, three ninjas into the you know the movie series. Mm-hmm. You've got multiple Ninja Turtle movies. You make a Power Ranger movie. Uh, even I think Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. One of the, I think it's Batman and Robin. Uh, that one comes out and they're fighting ninjas like part right. of like the crew they're fighting. Uh, so I remember that. But something about just you know ninjas. It's just always excited me. Like especially because you were growing into it. Uh, I remember my cousin that's a couple years older than me. After school we would stay you know with our grandparents at their work. And uh, he took karate lessons, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world because he had this inside scoop to what I'm watching on TV. But uh, I don't know. This, it formed my life. I remember those things. You, know, you had clothing. You know, Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles were everywhere. But I remember this time period where you had Power Rangers shirts, Power Rangers lunchboxes, Power Rangers everything. And, I mean, I had – I remember the first Christmas, and I don't remember what year it is, but I remember the first time getting Power Ranger toys. I posted a picture on my personal Instagram today showing off some of those original toys that I got. But I remember, I love that, you know, in my mind, the other episode we talked about, I thought they were 12-inch figures, but they're not. They're a little bit shorter than that. But they came individually. They each were in their own individual box. But it wasn't, it's kind of how, like, you see Barbies are in their, like, slender tall boxes. This was in a bigger, like, tall box versus a, you know, a bubble on a piece of board or whatever. But I remember opening the first one, and I want to say you know, it was Red Ranger or whatever, but I remember opening it. He's got this chrome silver belt. He looks like so expensive. I go back and look down this morning, and it's like, okay, well, he really probably wasn't that expensive at all like, to make. But as a child, I was mesmerized by this. And I don't think I'd ever seen the toys at that point. I've watched the show. I love the show. But I hadn't seen the toys at that point. So opening that up, by, you know, you took your time that Christmas. You didn't rip through that. That was something very special to me. Uh, so I got that Christmas, the Blue Ranger, Black Ranger, and Red Ranger. But uh, I still have them today. I posted it earlier today. But same way, I had that. I had the Blaster. I had some of the Zords. Uh, my mom, I, I was part of the fan club. Uh, I think you were at my house you know, a while back, and I found that box, and I was showing it to you. You had a Morpher. Yeah. The Morpher technically was its own toy. It didn't come in the fan club, but I had a Morpher that you could change out the little discs and be a different Ranger you know, for morphing time. Uh, had that, I remember they had these gloves that were pretty much the Power Ranger gloves. It was whichever character would be a little bit different color on the sleeve or the, you know, the part of the glove, but you would lay your hand over top of the other one and it would, you know, make fighting sounds. It would make, or I think it was like little parts between your fingers. Like if you pressed it, it you know, make karate sounds, but, uh, I don't know. They did that. They made all sorts of stuff. I think it may have even sang the Power Ranger song. I had a watch, but the, I remember the, uh, club. I think my mom probably got this from like QVC or something. Something stands out to me that she probably picked this up on QVC for me. But it was a Power Rangers club where you got a lunchbox inside of it. You got pictures that are like, you know, professional pictures of the Rangers. You got a membership card, a personalized, uh, well, not personalized, but it was a VHS that was like a members only. VHS you got to watch and surrounded by other things like stickers and like a coupon they, would, they would really like 
promote this on the individual Power Ranger D, um, VHSs. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, like at the, you know, for like their commercials mm-hmm. or whatever, like they would really pump up the Power Rangers fan club. And you mentioned all that stuff, and like, I'm just having flashbacks to the guy talking about it. I'm like, man. Yeah, awesome. and it came in this cool like white box that had like the special Power Ranger logo on the box and everything else. And I remember I always loved their costumes growing up. That was the big seller for me. Is like I've you know I've talked about it a little bit with Batman and other superheroes, but I just love the idea of a costume yes. and being something different. I'm um, being a superhero and something else. And in this little membership club box, they had a mail off where you could send a picture of yourself off. And they would send you a picture back where you were looked like you were dressed like the Ranger. Wow. I remember getting this as a kid and looking at it and be like, they will send me a suit. Because there was a sample of this little kid who's like wearing a suit. And turns out all it was, you'd send a picture and they put your head, you know, mm-hmm. a very, you know, old version of Photoshop pretty much and put your head on the Ranger's outfit. But uh, I remember growing up and just wanting that so bad. I remember, you know, we talked about the Halloween costumes, you know, how you wanted to be the Red Ranger. Yes. And you ended up being the Blue Ranger. Yes. But I was always disappointed because you would go, and it's not some full helmet that you wear. It's just like a front face mask. plastic, yeah. I remember wanting one of those helmets in that outfit so bad. Like, And the funny thing is now that like, I couldn't afford it right now, but I could save up and buy one. We could be, we could be Rangers at like, Comic-Cons and stuff. But we would look horrible. Yeah, we would. Because it's all spandex. It is. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. You're getting in great shape. We're, we're both you've getting lost, in great shape. You've lost a lot of weight. You're, getting, you know, you're at the gym all the time. I'm not. I'm making excuses and being lazy. But uh, maybe that's a goal for us. Yeah. Uh, to get slim enough to be able to fit into to wear the Power Ranger, Power Ranger spandex. And There's part of me, though, and this is spoiler warning and jumping a little bit off track, but when they came out with the movie, when they had ninja costumes, I, yes. I loved it. And they came out with action figures for it. Yes. I only had one of them, and I loved it. One of my favorite things. And, I, you know, we could do that. There's companies that make the ninja costumes, mm-hmm. and you and I both could pull that off right now. Pretty, Yeah, pretty much. I'm a frog. Yes. <laughs> And I'm a Falcon. So, like, nice. if anybody out there wants to do, you know, something special for us, we will take these ninja costumes for Power Rangers. Forget Patreons. We'll, um, yes. <laughs> you know, we'll pay for the show. We'll keep yeah, doing this. Yeah, if absolutely. you want to buy us a Power Ranger costume, <laughs> that's awesome. I'll at least just even take a helmet. Can you imagine, like, going to my office at work and there's a Power Ranger helmet just chilling? That would be awesome. How majestic that would be. That would be, be fantastic. But anyway, yeah, um, I know I've talked a lot about that. But it was just no, one of those things from our childhood that, like... I mean, this season was a cultural phenomenon. Toys, was. video games, fan clubs, media. Yeah. Um, we talked about in the Christmas presents episode that I did under protest mm-hmm. um, about me getting the Dragon Dagger, mm-hmm. you know, and the flip head action figures. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I was not... In second grade, I remember going to recess one day. Mm-hmm. And I had only seen like one episode of Power Rangers at this point. And I wasn't mm-hmm. like a like a super fan at that point. Sure. Um, it had only been out for a couple of months at that point, but mm-hmm. it had already caught fire. And I remember one of the girls in my class said, Hey, we're gonna go play Power Rangers. Yes. And we need and, you know, and I was like, Well, can I be the Black Ranger? I went, Well, no, Jordan's gonna be the Black Ranger. I was like, Well, um, well, fine. Uh, what ranger am I gonna be? You're gonna be the Red Ranger, you're gonna be the leader. And <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> that never happens. It's like like and everyone had like you know the ranger they were gonna be yeah and um and I was like okay um that that's cool I remember there were three girls who wanted to play and two of them would fight over who would be the pink ranger I could totally remember that <laughs> um, but we had one girl who was like yeah I'm the yellow ranger because yeah you know she she's pretty awesome mm-hmm. and but like, everyone had their favorite ranger mine was the black ranger mm-hmm. I, I think I enjoyed the hip hop keto and yeah um you know just he was kind of cool um I enjoyed Jason a lot too but mm-hmm. uh, you know you know that was one of the things but after that. Like, 
as a kid, you're like, okay, you're being dragged into this social setting. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is making me popular now. I'm the Red yeah. Ranger. I got to go back and watch this. I remember they had it on after school, like at mm-hmm. 4 or 4.30. Yep. But they also showed episodes like at 7 in the morning. Yes, they did. Like, And so I remember getting ready for school that morning, uh, or some mornings, and watching um, watching the episode until it was time to leave. And I remember getting to school one day and said, hey, um, I left when Billy said, like, I turned the TV off when Billy said Triceratops when he was morphing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I left when I when I um when it was uh Jason saying Triceratops. Nice. So like we caught the first half and we missed all the Japanese footage. But, yeah. but I remember all that stuff. Um just really just kind of like it was huge. You know, I played the video games, mm-hmm. I had the action figures, I had mm-hmm. the toys. Um and it's something that I, I kind of like. I didn't stay with it necessarily, like super hardcore, mm-hmm. but like I would get off the bus and I'd go home and I'd be waiting for my dad to come get us, pick us up from home, and we'd go cut grass. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was waiting, turn TV on, turn Fox Kids on, yeah, you know, Power Rangers, you know, and and I did that for several years, whether I outgrew it or not, it was still sure. kind of on. I still kind of followed it, and. Um, you know, it's something that whenever, um, you know, they added the seasons to Netflix, I was, went back and watched some of the mm-hmm. more memorable episodes and some stuff that I didn't see the first time around. Sure. And, um, you know, it's just one of those series that, you know, it's... You, I grew up with Ninja Turtles, too. I love mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. Um, I might be the opposite. While I love both of them, Power Rangers might be sure. over Turtles for me. And that's something. fine. Um, one of the things, though, you talking about, like, favorite moments, memories, um, one of the YouTube channels I, f- I found on this, Linkara a top of the fourth wall. He, he did this great deep dive into a lot of the Power Ranger seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he notes the possible theme of technology versus magic, where the Power Rangers use technology to morph using the morphing grid. Mm-hmm. They upgrade their zords, they uh, weapons throughout the season mm-hmm. using technology. Billy's technology genius to create communicators, mm-hmm. to fix Alpha, to teleport to command center via the rad bug. Mm-hmm. Remember the little the v, the bug that they had to fly into the command center. Um, whereas um, the villains used magic to create monsters, uh, to create putties to make monsters grow, to disrupt Zordon in the command center. Magic spells are used to create the evil ranger uh, to drain the rangers of their powers. I mean, just an interesting thing that I wanted to kind of. I never throw thought in. about that, but it makes a lot of sense. Like it's it's one of those really cool things when I started, um, like really kind of listening to like, you know. Information. I don't want to say deep dive again, but on like series that I enjoyed, um, this was one of the themes of the early Ranger episode or Ranger seasons. Um, and eventually, you'll see that theme kind of shift as it goes on, where they rely more on magic, you know, compared to technology. Um, the episodes uh, that had some great stories had some of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. I know we'll get the favorite episodes in a moment. Uh, obviously, Greenwood Evil storyline is mm-hmm. probably the most memorable. Um, moment in my fandom history because oh, there's a six ranger and he's green and he's evil. Oh, that shield, that shield though. I mean, yeah. my goodness, that shield. Um, it's the only five part series in Power Ranger history, and um, even even to this day, after twenty something years, you know, plus, um, they've that's the only time they've ever done a five part series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had all the videos that Blockbuster in. 30-minute episodes, yep. one VHS. So if you oh, wanted to watch good. if you wanted to watch all five, you had to rent all five. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. It's okay. individuals. Yeah. Individual had... episodes, one VHS. They didn't put them all on, you no. know, it adds up to about an hour and 40 minutes. They could have easily put the whole saga on one VHS. No, no, they, they got that money. Got that money. Got that money. I would beg to rent them all. And my, 
My aunt, one time I was staying with her in Durham whenever she lived there. She said, you can only, you can rent four movies. And so you rented all I rented part two through part five of Greenwood Evil. And she was so mad. She's like, we wasted all, we wasted this money on four 30 minute, not even 30 minute mm-hmm. episodes because of commercials. Um, it's um, season one also had the last episode of season one had the Green Ranger lending his gold shield to the Black Ranger, which made that Black Ranger suit just pop. Mm-hmm. And that episode also had the Megazord fighting underwater, which is really cool as well. Yeah, it is. Um, I love the episodes uh, and the moments that weren't typical and weren't really wrapped up in the most common ways. Like we talked about the um, the most popular way is. Oh, Zord grows or monster grows. Zord, they call the Zords. They killed the mm-hmm. monster with the power sword. That's how most episodes typically. And I love the ones where it wasn't like common. Mm-hmm. Where uh, there was one episode, the introduction of the carriers or Titanus. Um, you know, had these memorable moments of Jason and Tommy had to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy gave Jason his shield. Jason gave Tommy his sword, mm-hmm. and they had to you know kind of like use their um, their teamwork to overcome um, these. Uh, to get to these weapons, to get to the other rangers to defeat the super putties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was really, it, it was interesting because, you know, you got used to the cookie cutter mm-hmm. and we talked about how excited we would get about it, but the ones that were not like cookie cutter were the ones that were really memorable to me. Well, that's, um, it makes me wonder now, and I just did think about this, but is that why we got into wrestling? It might be. <laughs> because wrestling is very much like that, where, it's, you know, it's changed a little bit over time. But back then, sure, storylines and whatever else, but as far as how a match goes... There would be your fighting. It would get intense. They would fight a little more. But once they put that finishing move on you, you were done. Mm-hmm. And that's how Megazord was. He put that sword on you. If he pulled power, the sword out power sword. Yep. and swiped you, you were done. Same way with wrestling. They pulled, they put that finisher put on finisher you. Finisher out. And if you kick out, and then you knew you had something. Yes. Then, but then, you know. It's, and the same way. You had the random follows the formula. Where the, you know, the finishing move didn't work. And all of a sudden, your mind was blown. And you got really excited about that, too. You know, now you've got matches that. Somebody put the finisher on like 10, 12 times just, you know, just because the match, they can. But, yeah. But anyway, that was something I saw about. Uh, you brought up a great point earlier. Uh, I didn't necessarily, you know, and it can, I guess, move into a certain topic or whatever, but I don't remember anything other than this and Ninja Turtles where we were like, I'm this one. Mm-hmm. I'm that one. You know, I'm the Red Ranger. I'm the Blue Ranger. I'm the Black Ranger. You know, it was never that, you know, ever other things. Ninja Turtles was that way. That way, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm Michelangelo. He was the party, yeah. he, you know, the party dude. Yeah. I'm Donatello. He does machines. Yes. You know? And uh, we put that question out there for you guys today. It's, you know, you we know got what? so many responses. We did. And, and some, some really you, unique responses, too. And I feel like it's just that phrase hits home for a lot of us that live that through our child. And I'm sure there's, you know, our friend, you know, their son Samuel is real young, I think two or three. And, you know, and he, you know, I'm Catboy, you're Gecko, you know, you're Owlette. And so it's cool to see that, though, you know, it's a new generation. It's a, a younger television show or younger kids show. But the same way that for us, that was an exciting. Or I can, I'm 30, almost 33 years old now. I put that question out, and you've got anybody in a five to 10 year span that started responding. I was the Pink Ranger. I would have died to have been the Pink Ranger. I was this Ranger, I, you know. Because we remember those schoolyard days of being out there playing with each other and pretending you were a certain ranger. I don't know. It's just something about that nostalgic hit me this morning when I was at work and you, know, and you guys were responding out. Um, I'd set my toys up, you know, took a picture of my coffee mug there. It got me. Uh, I don't know. Just I had a big nostalgic moment this morning just setting those up and just remembering times on the schoolyard of 
you know, running outside, well, I'm this stranger, and then being a little disappointed if somebody else already took that one, you know, and, you know. I mean, I think it really just kind of speaks um, to, I guess, children. I mean, when we were children especially, but that, even now to, to today, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, we have this thirst for creativity, mm-hmm. and fantasy stories really play into that. Before our generation, there were kids who were riding the Millennium Falcon. Sure. Or, you know, doing something Star Trek-wise, because I don't know the Star Trek references. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's always there's always been this thirst for wanting to live out the, like I say the fantasy, but like the, mm-hmm. you know, the childhood dreams and the creativity that you see in some of these kids' shows. Um, it You look at those things and you see these five teenagers um, or six later on mm-hmm. who were confident. Yes. Who... Um, could who who knew karate, mm-hmm. who could dance, who could do gymnastics, mm-hmm. who was who were in, extremely intelligent, mm-hmm. who uh, were you know able to conquer their fears. Yeah, um, and you you didn't see. I mean, like you had like the comic, but you didn't. You know, you even saw some of the insecurities like with Billy, especially mm-hmm. early on. Him having to like he joins a, a karate class in the very first episode. Yeah, he's clearly you know his character is not a skilled fighter, mm-hmm. but you see him morph into. This one, you know, this incredible uh, fighter, um, literally through, you know, in the episode when he morphs, but throughout the seasons, you see he becomes more competent, more uh, confident as mm-hmm. well, um, and, and, you know, as a fighter and as a as a person. And as kids, you know, I don't care what you say, and as someone, you know, as someone who works with kids, you see this all the time. Kids are fighting a lot of stuff in their head. Sure, you know, whether it be you know from their home life, whether it be you know non ideal situations, or maybe they just, they're just big dreamers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fighting insecurities all the time. And being able to rest in the fact that you can daydream and say, I'm going to be as big a hero as the Red Ranger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, you know, so smart like Donatello. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to save the world like Superman. Um, it, it's, it's something that you see now and you saw then. Um, and when we put that question out there, it's not just us. It's worldwide. It's, sure. you know, we, we really kind of rest... Um, it, it allows us to put away our insecurities. It allows us to put away our, um, you know, the things that may be troubling us as children mm-hmm. just to dream a little bit. And I think that's kind of what we saw when we put that question. Well, out. it is. And, and it's like one of those things where if I'm truthful and I'm figuring out who I am, I was a little fat kid. So if anybody, I'm bulk. You're bulk, yeah. I'm not a Power Ranger. I'm just the fat guy, like off to the side. But in those moments, so you didn't want to pretend to be bulk. You wanted to be something better, you know, you envisioned of, something so much cooler than what you were. Uh, and in those moments, especially when you're playing with friends and they're accepting you for that. Like, they're not like, you're the fat kid. You're supposed to be bulk. Instead, they're not doing that. Instead, they're like, of course you're the Red Ranger, yeah. the leader of the group. You know, lead us to the fight the putties, you know. Like, it was the first time I remember um, someone ever looking to me, quote, as a leader. Now, like, in second grade, you're not supposed to be a leader. Sure. You know, because you're a kid. But someone says, hey, you're the leader. And that gives you a certain amount of confidence. It does. And, it, you know, even to this day, like, you know, I, I'm not one to, like, tie in a bunch of stuff from my childhood and say, you know, this is the reason. But people look to me now as a mm-hmm. leader, you know, in so many different ways. It's because you wear so much red all the time. Uh, well, you know, North Johnston colors. But, um, but I just figure, you know, <laughs> dress for what you want. That's just, what they just, did. Just for what you want to be. If you, you wanted to be a Power Ranger, you wore the color of whatever Ranger you were. You but know? there's a part of me that wonders if so, if I if a random child in my second grade class did not come up to me and say, hey, you're going to be the leader of the Power Rangers, 
Mm-hmm. Would I have been so willing or able to become a leader in life? That's true. And, you know, it's just little things you like that. You know what that. that is? That's called a deep dive. Deep dive. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Um, Kyle. Yes. After 10,000 years, I'm free. Okay. It's time to conquer Earth and discuss our favorite characters from season one. Um and in this uh, section, we'll talk about our favorite characters. We'll also have, um, you know, like a little side conversation and notable guest stars. Um, one of the things I want to point out before we jump into our favorite characters, uh, the characters have personalities, but there's not much of a character arc for them in the first season. That's true. You know, they're they're kind of typical cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason's the stoic leader type. Billy's the brains. Mm-hmm. Trini is like the translator for Billy's techno babble. Yep. Kimberly's the valley girl. Zach's the cool hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, typical, um, you know, character there. Um, so, uh, but they didn't really have much character arc there, you know. That's okay. As, as a five-year-old, I wasn't looking for character arc. Exactly. Um, what are some of your favorite characters? I'll say it, it changed as the season went on, as more characters became available, but uh, in the beginning, I would have to say probably the Red Ranger, just because of the leadership. You know, he was the cool guy that everybody looked to, but I also liked Zach, the Black Ranger, because of just his, his style and just how smooth he was with things. Like, Jason was very much the leader you know, smart, respectful ninja guy. But Zach comes along, he does the ninja too. Zach was cool. He's so cool while he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, it'd be a tie between those two. But all-time favorite from the season is Green Ranger. Yeah, of course. Uh, green was my favorite color as a child. And so once that became available, like I said, more so as a kid, there wasn't a ton of story arc for the characters. It was, which color do you like best? <laughs> and does that one, you know, fit somewhat what you would like to be? You know, Tommy comes along as the Green Ranger. First off, you know, he's got that awesome dang shield. Oh, my goodness. That you can't beat that. Like, you spe- as a child having the toy, I didn't ever have the Green Ranger toy. I had the White Ranger. But he had a shield. Yes. And you could take that shield off and put it on your other Rangers. Yes. And you thought you were being so original. But just that shield looked so cool on anybody else. It just made it, that character, so much stronger. Even on the episode it touched well, it, on. It made the shield desirable. Yes. You know, because it looked good on anything. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the one guy who gets to wear it all the time, he his stuff, you know, he's desirable. He stands out more you know, stands than out. anybody. So, honestly, that and the fact he's dragons. He gets a whole dragon he zord. He gets a tiger in the second, the second season, but second still. But season. he gets a, it based off Godzilla. Yeah. Um, he just, it looks so cool. But he Plus, gets, his, his zord. Sorry, I don't want to cut no, you off. you're good. But all the other zords had to combine to make it like. Yes, you know, to make Megazord. The, the Red Ranger zord could fight on its own, but the rest of them. Let's be honest, we're kind of useless in battle. Well, they all <laughs> combined together every episode. They rarely yeah. ever did it without it. There were a few episodes, but mm-hmm. basically. But the Dragonzord, he didn't need to combine with anything. He, he was could. the same size as the Megazord he, by himself. He could, and I'm hitting the stuff here because yeah. I'm talking with my hands. He could, but he didn't have to. No, he you came know, out. So. The dang thing comes out of the ocean and shoots missiles out of its hands. Yeah. His fingertips <laughs> are missiles, folks. How can you not like the Dragonzord, you know, the Green Ranger? Uh well, we get you know some story arcs later with him, but that was my favorite. He's always been my favorite, uh, even seasons on. Jason you... David Frank is known, you know, the actor is known as being the most. You know, he's been the most Power Rangers of all time. He's yeah, been multiple. He's ones. been multiple seasons, um, multiple different colors too. Yes, and different character. You know, same character all the way through. But he actually does get a pretty decent story arc since he's been in so many seasons. He does. But um, uh, in this first season, it's just kid moves in from out of town, and you know he was evil. Now he's good. 
And it's and, cool like, to follow yeah. him on social media because he embraces it. And yeah. the other Rangers do now, too. The other people that play the other actors have grown, and we found out you know, there's some junk that was not great mm-hmm. that happened, and that's taking it lightly. Stay tuned but, for the deep dive section, yeah. the fun facts. And- but uh, there was a lot of stuff like that. But you see these, these actors and actresses now that get together at Comic-Cons and get you know, to hang out with each other. Uh, um, the I, guy that plays Rocky, who takes over the Red yeah, Ranger. Je- um, oh, my goodness. Uh, Steve, Steve Cardaris. Cardari. I've seen him at Comic Con. I haven't seen everyone else. I did, you know, I didn't meet him officially, but like I saw him. Like it's you know, so cool for, to for, see for the stuff. longest time. And again, this is where we put the spoiler warnings up. For the longest time, we have like Ranger reunion episodes where they bring some yes. Rangers from the past. Um, even when they did the all Red Ranger episode in season ten, mm-hmm. um, Rocky was not included in mm-hmm. this episode. I, um, you know, he was just kind of ignored in favor of like Jason, in favor sure. of Tommy. Um, in a recent season, he was brought back um, as his, you know, as the Red Ranger mm-hmm. from his season, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that was just really yeah. kind of cool that they brought him back. Um, how would you rank your Ranger? What would be your order in terms of Ranger? Because I ranked mine, and See, I'll I get mine first, and I'll let you think about it while I'm doing. Yeah, that. do that because um, so I don't know. my favorites in order. Okay, Tommy, okay, the Green Ranger, Zach, Black Ranger, Jason, Red Ranger, Kimberly. My first crush. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had the poster. <laughs> okay, po- like the poster with all the rangers on it. Mm-hmm. And you, Did know, you draw the, a heart around her. Uh, one, one time when a friend was staying over, he dared me to go ki- kiss the poster. I did it all the time, and I'm like, heck yeah. And that's not as creepy um, as it sounds, folks. Like that sounds really <laughs> creepy. But as a kid, like those things meant stuff. I remember, like if you had a crush on a girl in your yearbook, you would, you would draw, draw a heart around yeah. her. It's like nobody's ever going to see now, this. Now, now but, you're you're a stalker if you do that. Um, yeah. Then Trini, and then Billy mm-hmm. um, would be my last one. While you're thinking about your rankings, I want to talk about Bulk and Skull. Wait a second. You put Billy as your last. I know. Because you were destined to be him. I think, you know, like my irritation towards having to be the Blue Ranger on Halloween yeah, just made a, me hate him okay. so much. I can go back and appreciate This first season, now, Billy does change in the rankings as new Ranger teams form. Sure, so when sure. they... When uh, Zach, Jason, and Trini um, move out in season two, um, and you get Rocky, Aisha, and Adam, that does change up the rankings a little bit. Um, so Billy's at, he started at the bottom, mm. but he ends up around the middle somewhere. Gotcha. So, um, Bulk, Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull, uh, used for comic relief in season one. Mm-hmm. They actually lasted six full seasons. They did. Um, longer than any one main Power Ranger, and they had... Um, you talked about how they were kind of the bullies and the jerks and the dimwits and stuff. But if you look at their character arc, mm-hmm. you know, in season, you know, and we can, when we get to the other seasons, but they're, they're kind of the bullies and stuff. Season two, they're not really interested in being bullies. They're trying to find the, um, the identities of the Power Rangers. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like, they love the Power Rangers. Yeah. They're, they're big fans of the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And you know, who, you know, who'd have thought that, um, you know, it's the people that they wanted to torment. Yeah. Season three, they they want to become like junior cops. They want to help people like the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, season four, they actually become junior cops. Um, season five, they're doing small odd jobs for people around. And season six, they actually lead the charge in the final battle uh, for in Angel yeah. Grove. You know kind of completing their arc where they were bullies and jerks, and then in the end, they're leaders, mm-hmm. um, leading the Angel Grove citizens against whatever. And I know we just spoiled a bunch of stuff there. Um, hopefully, <laughs> we'll get to talk about it because there's so much good stuff with Bulk and Skull. Mm-hmm. But in season one, they're just kind of bullies and jerks. Um, Goldar and Scorpina, like the mm-hmm. two main hench people for yep. Rita. Goldar, this big gold monkey with wing. Well, 
he got his wings back in season two. Um, he was a fierce warrior. Mm-hmm. Scorpina, who in her human human form, she had the gold um, armor. Um, but then when she grew into a giant, she had the evil scorpion look, mm-hmm. the, kind of a beast. Uh, they were just awesome to see in battle. And just a side note, they they put out that Power Ranger movie a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't grand, but they're redoing it again now. Hopefully, they get it right. But Goldar was the main villain in that, and it was such it was a, a letdown, letdown. <laughs> because in the in the show, you he know, had a personality. He, he did. was dominant, and he was he was he just, held his own. He was a bad character. Like I mean, when I say a bad, I mean he was just someone who was just kind of like oozing like how good of a warrior he was. Yeah. It felt like in, especially in season one, if they were able to best Goldar in a one on one battle, mm-hmm. it felt like an an accomplishment. Yeah. It wasn't see, just some giant gold thing. Like he was a he had a character you know, he was a character. He had personality. He, he had He ended up like kind of losing some of that as the seasons went on because he appeared in the several seasons sure. as well. But in this first season, he was you know like a final boss yeah. in a way. I mean, even though he wasn't the main villain, he was the hench person. Sure. You know, the, uh, in the Greenwood Evil story arc, Jason was in this dark dimension without his powers and had to face Goldar mm-hmm. and barely escaped. And you felt like such relief yeah. because you knew Goldar could have ended him. And Gold, mm-hmm. he was just kind of toying with because Goldar was like just so, such a great warrior and mm-hmm. such an evil guy. I mean, he was, Goldar was fantastic. Um, so anyway, did you figure out your order? If I'm being honest, as a kid, probably Tommy and then Kimberly. Because I had a giant crush on Amy Jo Johnson to the point that that's probably the first actress that I ever figured out what her real name was to realize, like, oh, this isn't just a character. This is a real person. Right. Because uh, Disney put out, and I think like 96, a movie called Susie Q, mm-hmm. uh, where she loses her life in a car accident, but she comes back and random other things. But... I remember seeing her there and my mind being blown away. She wasn't on Power Rangers anymore at that point, you know. Uh, but anyway, back to the to story. Uh, probably. So Tommy, Kimberly. Either Zach or Jason, because like I said, originally in the beginning, they were my favorites. Okay. And honestly, probably Billy, then Trini. Right. And I say that, no disrespect to Trini, but she just didn't have as much of a personality or characteristics as the rest did. She kind of was more of the shire character out of the rest so you just she didn't stand out you know i mentioned um on twitter um to uh, ashby who commented mm-hmm. um trini was was awesome but i really wish they would have given her more to do other than being the translator for billy's mm-hmm. techno talk um that's pretty much all she was. Billy yeah. would say something that was like really super intelligent, and she would translate it for the rest of the group. And she did have some story arcs, but a lot of it was really small. Like I said, did she did like conquer some fears and stuff? I remember that. Right. Yeah, some of the early episodes. But she had uh, some family involved, and but okay. I don't know. It cool. just as a five year old watching, like it just didn't stand out as much to me. All right, side conversation. Yes. Most memorable monster of the week. Uh, for mine, uh, there's two that come to mind first. There's three total. Uh, and I can breeze through them pretty quick. Uh, the first one is the Mighty Minotaur. Okay. The reason I thought about him is because on the Sega video game, yes. he was, I think, the final, or one of the final one villains. Of the final. He wasn't the final. We played that game at the Joe Davis Classic yeah. last, last year. And so I remembered I remember. him because, like, you know, he shuffles his feet and storms at you, you know, and you're fighting against him. Because the game wasn't a very advanced game. It was just, like, one-on-one fighting. Yeah. And, uh... But he stood out. Game. <laughs> the one that comes to mind most though is Pudgy Pig. Okay. Uh, he actually made two appearances in the first season. Yes. So. Uh, for me, 
he makes me think of all the others, like people they ended up fighting. Like the re- I, yeah. I went back and found a website today that had all of them listed. And as you clicked on each one, it showed you, you know, a little bio and it showed you a picture of them. And some of them, you know, it's so cheesy looking now and so crazy. But honestly, a lot of, like you say, is out of, you know, anime or Godzilla style things. Um, just all the different characters. But something that stands out to him, to me too, is uh, last year or year before, I was following this guy on Instagram. I don't know how I started following him. I was randomly came across him, but he builds costumes and goes to Comic-Con and he had built street shark costumes, which is like a first of anything. I've never seen anybody build an actual street shark costume. But after that, his next goal or one of the next goals was he was going to build his own pudgy pig. And uh, he ended up building it. Oh, Uh, but pudgy pig, like he built a costume out of it. I never noticed it until I saw him building it that I went back and looked at it. And Pudgy Pig's arms literally come out of his mouth. Like, oh, wow. Like, the, yeah, that's the true. arms yeah. come out. Like, it's literally Pudgy Pig's just a giant pig head for the most part, and his arms come out so he can shove things back into his mouth easier. But uh, he stands out to me, and the only other one that really stood out was Eye Guy. Eye Guy. Uh, and the only reason he stands out to me is because I had a toy of Eye Guy. Right. Uh, I, that's about as much as I remember. He had a bunch of eyeballs, like literally everywhere. Eye Guy was one of the first monsters I remember, possibly from the first episode that I ever saw. Um, and that that was another one where, uh, like, Billy had a, like a young, um, like a friend who was also a genius, and um, Eye Guy was created to kind of torment him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember Eye Guy very well. Uh, the Sphinx was uh, mm-hmm. early oh, on you know, with the gray wings, and him and Goldar actually teamed up against the Megazord. Mm-hmm. Um, Nasty Knight was uh, on Happy Birthday, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, memorable. Uh, those were early memorable monsters. Um, and then, like, Lokar. Um, Lokar was the, like the giant head in the sky that made everything dark. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first episode uh, that he was in, he uh, helped like give power to Mutitis, who was in the Island of Illusions episode. Um, they were definite favorites. And Lokar, um, I mentioned he returns in a later episode, Doomsday Part 1 and 2, and he's technically never destroyed. And there's been a lot of fan fiction kind of written about him and Scorpina, who also mm-hmm. never, you never see her end. Mm-hmm. Some, a lot of fan fiction, how about um, bringing them back in like a later, like fan made, like written, whatever. Sure. Um, but those are probably the most memorable ones. Um, I do have a notable guest star. Okay. Um, and we'd be remiss to kind of not mention this. Um, usually we mention notable guest stars when we talk about television shows. Um, Power Rangers was kind of low budget, so they didn't really have a lot of notable names in the first season, but here's one that definitely stands out. Brian Cranston, who you may know from Malcolm in the Middle as the dad, Hal, Mm -hmm. or maybe you know him as portraying Walter White in, in my opinion, the best TV series of all time, Breaking Bad. But before both... Zordon. Or Zordon in the last Power Rangers movie. Um, Before both those TV shows were created, Cranston provided the voices... To a few of the villains, the Power Rangers had to fight off during the first season. He was the voice of Snizzard in the episode Foul Play in the Sky and of Twin Man in the episode A Bad Reflection on You. So Nice. Kyle? Yes. You wear a Green Ranger costume, but your loyalties with Rita. I am her Green Ranger, and she is my Empress. She's evil. Yeah, and so am I. And it would be evil if we didn't share our favorite episodes from season one. So let's do that. All right, great Tommy, evil Tommy impression there. Mm-hmm. I texted him last night and said, hey, you get to do a Tommy impression, evil Green Ranger impression. He's like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wrote down uh, a several. Um, a lot of these are like- I think we're going to have the same. Uh, Green with Evil series, obviously, sure. is um, just a, such a high point. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they kind of introduce like 
you know, they're fighting Goldar. All of a sudden, this green guy shows up and kicks their butt. Like, mm-hmm. he wipes the floor. One ranger takes them all takes out. Takes them all out. They get back to the command center. Zordon's offline. Alpha's messed up. Mm-hmm. Green Ranger breaks into the command center, does all this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then they introduce Scorpina in the third episode of that series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, I remember the memorable part, of I think it was in uh, the episode four of that, uh, part four of Green with Evil, um, where you have the Megazord surrounded by Goldar, Scorpina, and giant Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, while the the sun is eclipsing and the Megazord draws its power from solar energy, so it's draining its power and, um, just man, that that was uh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had Island of Illusion. Okay, um, that's an. Um, they get sent to this evil dimension, um, and they have to fight off like their greatest fears, or otherwise they'll disappear. Mm-hmm. And that one's listed for the main reason they um, Tommy, who normally would just control his um, his Zord, the Dragon Zord, from like his flute. He would never mm-hmm. go into the actual like in the cockpit of the mm-hmm. of the Zord. When they came back from that dimension, Tommy was in the back of the Megazord cockpit mm-hmm. um, because they had the Dragon Zord. Mm-hmm. But usually, even then, he wouldn't be in there. But this was one of the few episodes he was actually in there. In there. And that was one of the first episodes they combined with Titanus to form the Ultra Zord. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two more. Um, Go for it. The, the Green Candle. That was one of mine. Yeah, when Tommy loses a pow- his powers. And it's a really cool episode because the fact he's Rita's... You know, got a candle that pretty much as it burns out, he loses his power. Mm-hmm. And as he's about to lose it at the very end, he gives his power to, to Jason. Jason, the Red Ranger. Yep. So then you see Jason wearing the shield, holding, holding the, the dragon dagger. dagger. Like it's it's an iconic thing for me because as a child to see that shield on someone's like we talked about earlier to see you know that shield just made you love it so much more. Uh, and so you know, and that evolved as the season went on, you know, different ways. But that that episode also had um, as his powers were draining, he couldn't really control the dragon sword with his dragon dagger. Mm-hmm. So he had to actually jump into the cockpit of mm-hmm. the dragon dagger to control it in that final battle. Um, while Jason's in that dark dimension trying to save his power, mm-hmm. um, and Zach goes in to get him, and it's just you know, like you're waiting for Jason. He's gonna he's gonna find a way to do it. Yeah. And then Zach comes in and says, "Hey, Tommy needs our help." He's like, if I don't do this, he's not going to lose his if, if you don't come back now, we might not have a Tommy. Yeah. And it's like, wait, he didn't do it. And it was like kind of, in a way, a letdown. Yeah. Like, like this is the first time like it had a, like, a little shocking ending. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I have is one of the last episodes towards the end of the season, Mighty Morphin Mutants. Okay. Where you had this big crab commander and five putties who were dressed like Power Rangers. Like they had the tryouts. And so you basically had a Power Ranger versus Power Ranger team. Because there was also one called A Poor Reflection. Mm-hmm. That was the same way. That's the one I did. That was the first time they did it. But like you said, they later did it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I don't remember much about the episodes. More so just the fact that you have Power Rangers fighting Power Rangers. It was the coolest thing really cool. as a kid to see. Like you know, If you like five Power Rangers, you love ten Power Rangers. Like You just doubled you know, everything that's there. And, and it was, I feel like one of the seasons, or one of the episodes at least, it was really hard to tell which was which. But later on, I feel like at least the gloves got darker on like the evil ones or yes, whatever. Like, so it was yeah. easier to tell which was which. But I don't know. Just for me, that was just an iconic thing. It was an awesome thing to see Power Rangers fighting other Power Rangers, and they're all just you know in those costumes that I love so much and one and one of. So. Definitely, definitely. Uh, do you have any other episodes? That was it. Oh man, I, t- I t- took all of yours. I knew we'd probably run across. Any it. thoughts on those episodes? As I no, like I think okay. you did a great job. Cool. Uh, well, great stuff. Well, Kyle. We need fun facts and trivia power. We need it now. So let's call upon our Zords, shift into battle mode, and share our six favorite insights and observations from this season of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You go first. Cool. 
Uh, I have a feeling we may have some of the same ones here. Maybe not. I tried to uh. skip around so that I wouldn't. I have a couple just in case. Uh, the first one you already mentioned pretty much earlier, just talking about how it was Super Sentai. Right. Uh, that came from there. So a lot of the battle scenes, a lot of the fight scenes, a lot of the time, anytime you saw the Power Ranger costumes were from the other. There were very few times that actual Rangers were wearing the costumes. Yes. Or at least with the helmets on anyway. Right. Uh, Notable fact, in um, for the first season, they never took their helmets off with the, with the suits. They didn't start doing that until season two. Okay. So, so that explains So you never saw more. them without their helmets on yeah. in the suits. Uh, and so they did that, but... Even as a kid, didn't catch this. It was when I was older. It's probably middle school or even high school that I caught it. See, I'm stealing one of yours. The first one of mine. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Yellow Ranger in Super Sentai was actually a male character. Uh, but you didn't realize that just because Trini played the Yellow Ranger and you just assumed that. But the way you may have noticed as you got older is you look back on this, the Yellow Ranger, her costume doesn't have a skirt. And Whereas the Pink, the Pink Ranger, Ranger does. does. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean you have to, you know, Wear a skirt if you're a woman doesn't mean that, but what it means is in the original series, that's how they distinguished the two of them. So that was a male character. And it was honestly kind of weird to go back and look and just, you know, first it's weird to see the actors that played the Power Ranger, you know, Super Sentai anyway, because you're so used to seeing, you know, your Power Rangers here in America. So it is a little bit different. Right. Uh, but that's one of the big things that just as a kid, it blew my mind to, to not have ever noticed that. Wow. Um, you definitely stole my fact. The only thing I would uh, add there is later seasons of Power Rangers would have a wider variety of, in terms of colors worn by different genders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one was uh, Power Rangers Ninja Storm had a blue female ranger mm-hmm. and a yellow male ranger. Yep. Um, so anyway, number two, the original series of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was given a 40-episode run. However, due to its unforeseen popularity, an alternate ending was given to the last two episodes entitled Doomsday, which mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier with Lokar. Um, originally, like its Super Sentai counterpart, the evil witch Bandora, Rita mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the American version, was going to resurrect her deceased son, Kai, um, using the power of Great Satan, who's Lokar. Mm-hmm. Um, great names for the Japanese stuff, by mm-hmm. the way. And was going to drive the colossal driving force, Dora Talos, which is the Zord Cyclopsis that Goldar ends up mm-hmm. um, Ends up um, teaming up with uh, driving. Yep. Um, instead, the episode was a somewhat less dramatic climax with the robot being given to Griff, Griff Griffizor, which is mm-hmm. Goldar, um, and the Rangers at the end of Doomsday Part Two were given the option of keeping or giving up their powers. None of them resigned. Now Saban, of course, was pleased at the ratings and was eager to create more episodes, but the series had exhausted all the monsters used in the original um, Sentai Zoo Ranger, mm-hmm. so he comp. Um, he contacted the Toei Corporation, which is the company that pr- produces Super Sentai, um, and they asked for more Zoo Ranger footage. Mm-hmm. So the companies agreed, and 25 episodes worth of new costumes were created, an in suit battle, and mecha fighting scenes were filmed in Japan. Um, the footage was created and sent to America, where it was spliced with the American footage in a similar fashion to the rest of the um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers before it. Uh, deep Dive fans. Um, of the Super Sentai referred to that footage as Zoo 2 footage. Okay. So, number three. Number three for me is more of just a real-world thing, but uh, the Power Rangers or the actors that filmed at the time was not a part of a union. Uh, I'm stealing all of Eric's tonight. Don't Great. you read my, my my scripts whenever I send them out there? So you, n- I literally told you I deleted it so that I would not see. Next so time, make surprised. sure you don't steal my, my no, facts. No, because it's... Do it's, you think Mallory Rubin steals Jason Concepcion's facts on binge mode? 
No, I'm How gonna, about to say I don't know either of those. See, people. I'm going to start giving you your facts. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Because that's not that's not fun. It's not fun for. I have to look up. I had an alternate fact, and you stole two of my three. You probably are going to steal the third one. I've so. got five facts because I figured we may have some of the same. Just go. But uh, it was revealed by Amy Jo Johnson that they receive payments as low as six hundred dollars a week. So these actors and actresses that played on this gigantic star of a movie or a show that turned into multiple movies and other things. Uh, they received as low as $600 a week sometimes just because they weren't union. They didn't have anything set up. Uh, I think things got better for them as it went later on, but there were a lot of issues you know, on the side of things because of that. Fact number four. Go, Eric. If you're going to read it, like read, read a lot of stuff. Okay, here's See, a, cool, okay, I, I, here's I do a quick thing. fact. I don't deep quick dive. Fact. Well, here's the thing. I don't, um, you didn't do all of my fact there, so, so go for um, it. I'll do the other half of uh, that fact. On the other side of that coin, one Ranger was fired before the series was even started. In the casting group that originally made the final cut, it included a Yellow Ranger that many may not know. Her name was Audrey Dubois, and she played Trini first. She had all the characteristics and making of a good Ranger, but it did not go as planned. Uh, Walter, um, Walter Jones, the Black Ranger, Zach, told Fusion that she was a really tough martial artist, that she was really strong, she was Latin, and then she asked for more money. And after the pilot, she got fired, and they hired the Wee Trang instead. You can actually find the original pilot on YouTube. I've never seen it. Um, it actually, you know, instead of the Juice Center, it mm-hmm. takes place in a bowling alley, and there's more. Okay. There's more bullies. Um, there's like four bullies instead of two. Um, like instead of Bulk and Soul, there's actually two more. And I have they to actually, check that. And out. the Rangers actually get in a legitimate fight before they get called to the command center. So it's really interesting. Number five. Will I steal your last fact? Does, Probably. Yours, does your last one involve Walter Jones? It does not. See, we're good then. Okay. Uh, Walter Jones, who played the Black Ranger, lost his middle finger in an unspecified accident. I'm really glad I left this one because that was originally going to be one of mine. See, when he was four years old, he lost his finger, and we never noticed. But going back and watching footage today, I saw it multiple times, how he's missing a finger. I saw him in like the movie Brink that I talked about that I love. He was in there. Totally didn't notice he was missing a finger, but... Yes, go back and look now. You probably will not be able to not see it now. It's really obvious whenever he's morphing. One side of the hand <laughs> or things have all the veins and one's missing. So, um, so yeah, was that your number five? That was it. Cool. Number six. Uh, despite not being truly uh, one of the original Power Rangers, Tommy Oliver quickly became the show's breakout character. Uh, he first debuted in the 17th episode of, uh, of the show's first season, uh, but it wouldn't be long before the Green Ranger was leading the team. Uh, but that being said, that was not the show's original plan. Tommy was supposed to be written off the show at the end of the season to stay in line with the original Super Sentai storyline. And that storyline, um, the Green Ranger um, was, uh, you know, he didn't lose his powers. He died mm. in the Super okay. Sentai. Um, but, you know. They don't play around over there. Apparently not. Japanese kids are apparently made of, you know, like sterner stuff than the rest of the world because they mm-hmm. really didn't play with that. Um, but when producers found out just how much of a hit the character was, they brought him back. First the Green Ranger, and then again later in the se- uh, the next season as the White Ranger. Um, a couple other things to go along with the Green Ranger now that we're mentioning him. You'll notice that in a lot of the episodes, it's going to be the core five taking on the monster, while Tommy like left his communicator in the locker. Or maybe he's working out and he doesn't notice his communicator's going mm-hmm. off. Um, that's done because in the Japanese footage... Um, the Green Ranger, you know, there does not show up until much later in the battle, um, and they didn't want to overuse that footage because they only had a limited amount of that footage mm-hmm. um, to use. And then one more thing, Green Ranger related. Mm-hmm. Do you ever notice that whenever the Green Ranger's fighting like the monsters, he has this really awesome looking shield, mm-hmm. but when they're in the command center, he has this really cloth looking shield. 
It's a terrible replica. I've never noticed that. Well, um, it's it's a really obvious one. You'll, I've never looked for it. But. You know, it, it it looks really great in the original Super Sentai footage, mm-hmm. but then when you go to the original American footage, um, it's like this floppy paper nightmare that couldn't really defend you. It didn't hmm. look that awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Saban either had their props shipped over, made them in studio, or tried to splice them together uh, to get a footage to make it look like, well, that, yeah, the American suit actors and that monster are totally fighting each other, but sure. um, the Dragon Shield was unfortunately damaged in transit, and they had to kind of cobble one together Okay, um, for their original American footage. So um, I'm going to find a picture while uh, you do social media shout-outs in a second so you can see the comparison between the okay. two. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, that wow. Like okay. What comes to mind is the big, puffy-looking one, which I assume is him fighting everybody else, or like you, I guess the battle footage, but I don't know. So, Jump anyway. into shout outs. Yep. You know, Kyle, if you had your power morpher, you could get out of here. What's your point? Come and get it if you're brave enough. But before you do, let's visit from our loyal listeners and see what they have to say on our social media shout outs. You guys were awesome today. Uh, and I, it's probably not the fact that it's us, it's probably the fact that you love Power Rangers or it really connected with you as a kid. But thanks so much for reaching out and commenting. Uh, we're going to go down the list real quick. Brandon Barbie said he loved the Power Rangers. And now, thanks to Netflix, my kids have had the chance to enjoy the original Power Rangers as well. Uh, he suck, said it sucked at Christmas, though, when he wanted his son now wanted, or his kids now wanted the now very collectible $250 Megazord. A uh, <laughs> uh, friend Gene said, I still have my black Power Ranger costume my mom made for me when I was five years old. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, he said, also, remember that episode of TM- TMNT Crossover? Season six. We'll, we'll talk get, about we'll it. We'll get there. to it at some point. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Laura Daniels Davis says, My favorite, I remember watching it at my grandma's all the time. We would play Power Rangers too. I was usually the pink one because at the time I liked pink. Now I know better. Yellow all the way. Uh, Laura's our good friend, and we know that she does not really care for the color pink, so it was a little not surprising. Not anymore. A little surprising, yeah. Uh, Michael Thompson said, The best part of the school day was getting out and racing to my grandma's house to watch Power Rangers. My favorite was, of course, Tommy the Green Ranger, even had the Dragon's Ward flute. I don't remember much about the day my brother was born as I was seven years old, but I do distinctly remember my mom giving me a Power Rangers VHS so I would have something to watch while they dealt with a screaming infant. <laughs> Definitely a good time. Great parenting. I love it. Uh, Devon slash Jenny Varnum said I wanted to be the Pink Ranger so badly. Go, go Power Rangers. Pretty sure that's Jenny, <laughs> but maybe it's Devon. We'll ask him. We'll Sunday. ask him tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> uh, Chris Rode, a great listener, follower from the very get-go Chris Rode. Says, I remember watching the first episode that had Pudgy Pig on it. Pudgy Pig, shout out. He did. Said, uh, that Christmas I got all the Power Rangers action figures and I accidentally tore off Billy's arm. Of course it would be the Blue Ranger. Of course. Uh, and the Power Ranger I wanted to be was the White Ranger. I mean, come on. Who didn't want a talking sword and the White Tiger Zord was the best. It was pretty awesome. We'll, and we'll get talk more about that season. in season two. <laughs> uh, let's see... Chris Rudd also said, also, if you have time, NPR's Guy Raz interviewed Hayam Saban on how I built this. And it was a fascinating listen. Uh, sorry for plugging another podcast on your podcast Facebook page. That's okay. That's okay. We're supportive of everybody. Yes, uh, we are. With that in mind, check out The Toys That Made Us on Netflix. Yes. Uh, they do one of the Power Rangers. I think it recently was released this year with Ninja Turtles as well. Uh, but they talked to Saban a lot, and there's a lot of great details about the show, getting it made, how things worked, and then getting the toys made at the same time. Uh, great stuff. I might have to check that out. I need Netflix. Again. It's really it's worth getting Netflix to watch that. 
Uh, and then Jordan Edgerton said, what a show. Favorite memory has to be the Green Ranger, hands down. Tommy set the show off. Lo- yeah, Jordan's spot on with that. Absolutely. Um, you want to read Ashby's? Do you have that handy? No, I sent it to you for a reason. I've got I, it. I sent you two for a reason because, you know, you're a social media shout-out person. I, just, I don't steal your stuff like you do my fun facts. I'm just checking. <laughs> uh, Penny starts Metcalf. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. Nice. I remember when it aired, that's all everyone could talk about in elementary school, and everyone wanted to play Power Rangers on the playground. While everyone wanted to be the Pink Ranger, I wanted to be Rita. That's awesome, it by is. the way. And I can totally picture that. You know, it's really awesome. Uh, then Ashby Brain says, I was the Yellow Ranger because Pink was too girly, obviously. Imagine that. Uh, hold on. I know we had one more. And let me is see. Is it under your personal page? I think it's my personal page. Okay. Uh, um, while you're looking at that, uh, here's the picture of the Green Ranger suit, a shield, um, mm-hmm. in the Japanese footage. And then here is the shield in the American footage. Oh, man, I see the difference. It's there. a huge difference. So we'll have to post both of those pictures yes. um, whenever the time comes. So, And then here's a whole other round that was on my personal one. I thought we had more. Here we go. Uh, Tim Hutchinson says, Coming home from school to watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a favorite memory from my childhood. I had a bunch of action figures and Zords from various seasons. Uh, Casey Hudson Moore said, Power Rangers were the best. I remember playing them in elementary school near the big tree at Old Glendale Kinley Elementary. Of course, I was Kimberly, the Pink Ranger. Of course. Uh, It was cool to say that because Casey and I are the same age. And immediately when she said something about playing Power Rangers, I immediately thought of that giant tree out there at the old schoolyard. So it's uh, all the memories tied together. Uh, Hunter Batten, I think Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was on when I was in the third grade, maybe. But I distinctly remember my classmates being really into it and me being very stubborn about my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fandom. But I secretly enjoyed watching the Power Rangers after school and wouldn't admit it to anyone. And I was totally jealous of anyone who had the Morphin Megazord toys. Yes. The, I never had the Megazord, um, but my cousin did. He had the individual Zords and you would, they made the actual you Megazord. Would actually met, and that's, that was really cool. So uh, Hunter also commented in, TMNT is greater than MMPR, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Sperry says, watched every afternoon after school. I wanted to be the Pink Ranger so bad. Uh, let's see. You noticed that no one wants to be the Blue Ranger. <laughs> you did. Whenever you was No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Jordan and Jess Creech. Loved Billy the Blue Ranger. There we go. Blue was my favorite color, and I love that he used his brain to outwit the monsters. That's awesome. So let me just check one more thing just to make sure I did not miss anything else. But uh, thank you guys really a whole lot for tuning in this week. You guys are awesome. Y'all have stepped it up twice in a, or two weeks in a row. Yeah. Where we've had so many comments. Um, you know, next week's episode when we talk about the Royal Rumble won't have any comments. We didn't put anything about that. But I figured um, Power Rangers was more. Power Rangers is definitely more popular than, than the Royal Rumble. So, um, but we really appreciate all the support. Um, again, check back on what what media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and WTW underscore media on Twitter. Um, for our questions whenever we do uh, podcast recording. So yes. thank you again. All right, friends, it's that time. A big thank you to Ricky Lyles and Tim Hutchinson, our wonderful and irreplaceable producer and researcher. We hope you've enjoyed this discussion as much as we did and that you're as pumped as we are for the rest of this journey into pop culture and nostalgia. Next week, we are discussing the WWE Royal Rumble on a special Sunday episode. This is going to come out Sunday. Yes. um, To coincide with the 2020 WWE Royal Rumble. Until next time, there are three rules for being a podcaster. Number one, never use your podcast for personal gain. Number two, never escalate a battle unless Ricky forces you to. And number three, always keep your identity secret. 
No one may know that you're a podcaster. I think we've really kind of messed up these rules for podcasts. We've ruined this all. <laughs> Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we will see you next week. What the what? Bye. Bye.